This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Alright, you have to be excited this evening because something will drop into your spirit, right? That will set you on in the, in the direction of God. Hallelujah. Amen. We must learn how to be divine. We must learn how to be heavenly, not just when we're in church. All right? That is why Jesus came and died. He didn't come just to die. He came to give us his life. The Bible says that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Hallelujah. And through him all things were made, and all of that. The Bible says, and the word became flesh. It says, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. And it says, and the word became flesh. Why did Jesus leave, all right, heaven and, and you know, the, the, the presence of the Father to come here? There's a received him as our Lord and Savior. We have to learn how to be divine. We have to learn how not just to quote it as scripture, but how to live it. Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? You not know, just when you are now happy and you now have all the money and you now have all the, uh, the, you know, the person that, you know, your dream husband or your dream wife and your dream family and your dream job just say, well, I don't look like what I've been through. You know, we have all these kind of sayings that we say and so on and so forth. But while you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, while you are, you know, hustling, while you are struggling, you know, while, you know, you have a terrible boss who is always speaking on you and all of that. You're looking for a job. You've been in Lagos five years, no job. You have to learn how to be divine. How to stare that your cup of Gary with all enthusiasm and say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How to be joyful and full of, you know, full of eagerness and enthusiasm for life. Because you are one of those whose names are written in the book of life. Jesus came, he died for you, he gave his life for you, and there is a reason. The way your life looks and what your life is about are not the same thing. Pastor has been talking to us about, you know, who am I and knowing the reason for your existence, the reason why you were placed on the face of the earth is far greater than your environment can tell you. Amen. And one of the reasons why Jesus came and died was for this same thing. And that's what the gospel is. It looks at Abraham and tells Abraham that in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Abraham, that your, your, your seed, your seed, your children, your descendants will be like the sand of the seashore. And Abraham did not have a child. He had no child. His wife was barren. And God was telling him all these things. And, and you know, Abraham looked at God and said that God, I, honestly speaking, I, I don't understand what you're saying. It looks as if my, my steward, my PA, is going to inherit everything that I have. And God says, no, Sarah shall conceive and all of that. It is something that we have to learn. I, I, and, 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 and the reason why I like talking about some people in the Old Testament, like Abraham and David, is because they began to foreshadow the things that are happening to us right now. They did not enter into the fullness of it, but God showed them a glimpse of it. God even showed Moses a glimpse of it. You know, they saw those things and it changed their lives. The reason, the reason why, you know, we are talking about them today is because they entered into that thing. They, they just put their foot inside. They saw a bit of it, but we are now living in it and we must learn not to look down upon ourselves who who i i, I mean we, we are the folks that those guys were looking forward to what they were looking forward to we now have in fullness we must learn to appreciate it amen all the mighty guys that lived in those days we don't know their names today we know some of their names you know no, no nimrod we know pharaoh and all of that 
right? We know, you know, um, Shalom, um, Shenakerib and all those guys, but they have no relevance today. And very, very, I say unto you, you know, they are wonderful names today. You know, you hear of, you know, uh, gone to the other side, Steve Jobs and, and folks like that. In the final analysis, if they are not connected to what we're about to look at this evening, right, this thing that God was telling Abraham, that God called the blessing or God called the gospel, in the final analysis, their life is a scalar quantity. It amounts to nothing. When we were in, in secondary school, they taught us in physics the difference between vector quantities and scalar quantities. Scalar quantities have magnitude, but they have no direction. One of the greatest tragedies in life is to find out that you've been climbing up the wrong building. You get to the top and you discover, ah, this is not Ikeja, this is Muoleru. You are on in the entirely wrong building. Those are scalar quantities, right? So they told us that there's a difference between distance and displacement. If something, if I take this, this lectern and I move it 10 meters to this place, it has moved a distance of 10 meters. It has also been displaced by 10 meters. But what's the difference between distance and displacement? It's very easy. If I take this Bible and I throw it up 5 meters, and it comes back down 5 meters, it has moved a distance of 5 meters plus 5 meters. That's what? But what's the displacement? Zero. Because it has landed exactly at the point where it started. So displacement is zero. The velocity will be zero, but the speed will be 10 meters over the time it took to go up and come down. I hope I'm not boring you with the physics. All right. But there's, a, there's something that you can do with your life. You can do something with your life outside of the covenant. Esau was mighty outside of the covenant. When he went to meet Jacob, when Jacob was coming from Laban's house, he had 400 men with him. He was wealthy. He also had cattle and all that and sheep and all those stuff, right? But his life was a scalar quantity. Pilate was a scalar quantity. He stood before, you know, Jesus stood before him and told Jesus that I have the power to, you know, crucify you and all of that or set you free and all of that he was the authority then but his whole life is of no consequence but you find out that fishermen like peter james and john tax collectors like matthew levi folks like cornelius folks like bartholomew folks that had nothing spectacular about their lives we are talking about them today they are shining like stars in heaven because they connected to something that is eternal Something that was there from the beginning. Something that John writes about when he says, in the beginning was the word. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you must learn how to locate yourself in your divine description. When you wake up in the morning, the first thing you should say is not, oh, there's no, there's no light. Oh, I have to, I know I need to do this. Oh, I've not, I've not, ah, I've not sent that mail. Mm -mm -mm. I am a child of God. That's how to wake up in the morning. You know, when some people wake up in the morning, they wash their faces with certain things. I don't even know what I'm talking about. They wash their face. They take some things and they are high. Hallelujah. But no matter how high they are, they cannot be like those that are on the most high praise god you wash yourself with the word of god you open the word of god and you begin to speak to yourself hallelujah the lord is my shepherd i shall not want my name is written in the book of life you need to begin to redefine the way you see yourself irrespective of your circumstances and the the deeper or the darker it is the, the more hopeless it is the louder you must become praise god are we together So God says to him that, uh, that he preached the gospel to Abraham. And, what, and, and, what, and, what, and what's that gospel? Let's look at verse 13 and verse 14. 
verse 13 and verse 14. All right. Galatians 3, 13. It says, Christ, can we read this together? It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone. Verse 14. Let's read it again, out loud and clear. Verse 13. All right. Christ, God bless you. All right. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hallelujah. This year is the, is the year of the Spirit. And that's what the promise of the Spirit. David, I mentioned David, is one of the people that walked in the consciousness of the New Testament, even though he was an Old Testament saint. And when he was praying the prayer of repentance, he, says, he said, take not your Holy Spirit away from me. Hallelujah. If they place you in the middle of the Sahara Desert with the Holy Spirit... They have given you everything that you need to turn that wilderness into a fruitful field and into a forest. The Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. Is the blessing of Abraham. Is the one that turns a barren situation into a fruitful situation. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is more powerful than any, anything in the universe. Any number that you might have. There was once a, 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 a meeting where uh, the power of the name of Jesus was demonstrated. A woman was told to come out, and she held her bag, like you will hold your bag at any of the bus stops in Lagos. And there was a big man that was called to come out to take the bag from her. Big fellow, take it roughly from her. And the woman was told to say something. They didn't tell anybody what they told the man to say. And the man was coming. The man was coming. You know, in front of the whole church. And the woman shouted, Jesus! Of course, they'd been listening to the word of God and her faith was so high and all of that. And the guy froze. He froze. He froze on the spot. They had to carry him back to his seat. That's the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that the reason why we've been given the Spirit is to know the things that are freely given to us. These are not the things that you were born with. They're not the things in your family name. They're not the things that you went to school to study. They're not in your CV or your certificate. They're not in the size of your house or in, the, or in your job description in the office. They are things that God has given you from the beginning. Praise God. So what this guy is quoting, the writer of Galatians, that's Paul, is Genesis twenty-two seventeen. The Bible says that God called Abraham out and he showed him the stars of the sky. And he said, so shall your seed be. He says, in blessing I will bless you and in multiplying I will multiply you, your seed as the stars of the heaven. And the sand which is upon the sea, sure, that your seed will possess the gate of the enemies. All right. Praise the Lord. You see, if you're Abraham's child here, can I see your hand? All right. Can anybody tell me what the Bible says, what the Bible likens you to in all that we've read so far? What does, it, what does it liken you to? What did you read? Raise up your hand. No whispering. Anybody? If you are sure, you are certain. Yes, sir. Can you? Yes, sir. 
The stars of heaven. That's the answer. Let's leave it at that. The stars of heaven. I remember in secondary school once when I lay on the, on the grass and on one of those nights, no, it was in university. You know, I was standing on the balcony of the, of the hostel and I saw all the stars of heaven. Not every night is starlit like that. There are, some, there are some nights when the clouds are not there and you can see the stars of heaven. I've never seen a sight so beautiful in my life. How many of us have, know what I'm talking about? It's a common sight. You don't need to go to the Grand Canyons or you need to travel. It's not, it's not for tourism. It's there. The poor man can see it. The rich man can see it. It makes the sun to shine upon everybody. It's a wonderful, I stayed at it for so long. That's what God showed Abraham. And God said to him that so shall your seed be. It's a wonderful sight. Oh, I wish that you could see yourself the way God sees you. When God, right, when God looks upon the church, upon his children, upon the face of the earth, you know how he sees us. I don't know how you know, Christians see themselves. Some Christians see themselves, as, oh, those, that's Catholic church over there. I mean, I'm Anglican. That's my church, household of David. That brother is a pastor. That's not how God sees us. When God looks down upon the face of the earth, he sees stars. Hallelujah. The nearest star to the face of the earth is called the sun, our sun here, that gives us day. The sun is trillions of kilometers away from the earth. It is very far from here. You see it like that. It's very far. But because light travels very fast, it takes light eight minutes to get from the sun to this place. Eight minutes. There was a spacecraft of NASA that left the face of the Earth to go to Pluto. Pluto is just one of the planets around the Earth. It left in 2006. It got there after nine years. Pluto. If that spacecraft was to travel to the sun, 24,000 years to get there. Light travels that distance in eight minutes. Light is very fast. But that lets you understand that whenever you see the sun... You are not seeing it as it is now. You are seeing it as it was eight minutes ago. Because what you are seeing left the sun eight minutes ago. So if it is currently 7.45, you are seeing the sun as it was at, you know, 7.30 something. Do we understand? The nearest star after the sun is called the Proxima Centauri. That one is... Four light years away from the earth. It means that when you see that star in the night, what you are seeing was the way the star was four years ago. The light you are seeing started traveling from that star four years ago. Praise God. The next one to that one is called the Sirius. It is 17 light years away. It means that if you see that star in the sky, this 2019, you are seeing it the way it was in 2002. What you are seeing left, that light left that Sirius. That was called S I R I U S. I read this thing in the physics, in the physics textbook when I was in GS2. I've never forgotten it. There's a, there's a star called the Deneb. It is 200 times bigger than the sun and 200,000 times brighter than the sun. It takes 1,700, it takes about 700 years for that star for the light to get here. So when you look at the sky in the night, you are seeing pictures from different ages. You are seeing this star, that's three years ago. This star, that's 25 years ago. This star, that's 400 years ago. When Bible says that God showed Abraham and said, so shall your stars be. 
He was showing him, he was truly showing him his descendants. He was saying, That star over there, that star is called Jacob. He's already been, he will soon be born. He will go and, you know, misbehave and all that, you know, blah, blah. In Laban's house, he will come out. That star over there is David. He's going to rise from the backside of the desert, kill Goliath, and become the king of Israel. He showed him one star called Jesus. That star entered the earth's orbit 2,000 years ago. He said, that star over there is a belly. (laughs) You're laughing, but your star was there too. Praise God. When God was going to make man in his own image and all of that, when he formed him, the Bible says when he formed man, right, he, he formed him out of the dust of the ground. Your height, your complexion, your natural features, all that is from the dust of the ground. What God showed Abraham that night was different. It's something that God has created you to be before you were formed. He showed him things that are not from this earth, but things that are stars, full of light, bright, full of great testimonies, full of wonders, beautiful, excellent. That's what God showed Abraham. There is a story of your life, a picture of your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. That when that thing begins to unfold, everybody around you says, this person is a blessing. Your family says, this person is a blessing. Hallelujah. If they ask your father or your mother, who are you? They say, this this is my son or this is my daughter. If they ask your boss, this is my employee. But what I'm talking about is when that thing begins to show forth in your life, your boss will say, you say, ah, sir, what's the name, sir? Yes, sir, your name. Ayo. They ask Ayo's dad, who is Ayo? Wow, Ayo is a blessing. They ask Ayo's mom, who is A.Y.? He says, A.Y. is a blessing. He has been, in fact, I cannot, I cannot explain how this boy, in, this boy is just a wonder. They ask A.Y.'s boss, who is A.Y.? He says, ah, that boy is just a blessing. They ask A.Y.'s employee, who is A.Y.? Ha, ah, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. They ask A.Y.'s gate man, ah, gate man, who is A.Y.? Ah, forget that thing. Since A.Y. entered into my life, my life has been different. They ask A.Y.'s enemy, who is A.Y.? Say, ah, I must talk through. That guy is different. Praise God. That is what it means to be a star. And that is what God was showing Abraham when he preached the gospel to him. He wasn't saying that A.Y. will come from Ijebode or Ebele will come from Imo State. That's not what he was showing him. I will be a doctor. You go and work in a co-hospital. Mm-mm. He was showing Abraham the destiny of his descendants. And what he, what he showed him was not rocks, mountains. Some people see themselves as shrubs. Some people see themselves as, as ugu leaves. He showed him stars. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are we together? This is why Jesus came. Because sin entered into the picture. Man fell and so on and so forth. That's why you have a headache. You feel tired. You're doing a job you don't like. Those things don't define you. Are we together this evening? This is why Jesus came. The Bible says in him was that thing that Abraham saw. And that thing was the stars of men. The light of men. So tonight, we're going to take the body and the blood of Christ. Because Jesus said that my body is food indeed. And my blood is drink indeed. I'm not, you know, preaching the regular communion message 
But I'm telling you that there's something about the gospel and something about salvation. Praise God. That is alive in you this evening. And as you take that body and you take that, that, that wine and you begin to pray in the language of the Holy Ghost, the visions of God will begin to pop, out, pop, pop up in your spirit. As you go to bed at night, you begin to dream. You begin to see the things of God at work in your life. You wake up in the morning and you begin to speak the words of God into your life. Words that have nothing to do with your situation. Nothing to do with your age. Nothing to do with your tribe or your race or your nationality. Things that were spoken to you before the world began. The Bible says that when Jesus Christ came into this thing and he opened the thing and began to read, the Bible says that they said, is this not Joseph's son? Your parents will begin to marvel at you. Well, is this not Toyin? Is this not Victoria? Is this not Wale? Is this not John? How, I, how, how come he's saying these wonderful things? How come he's walking these mighty signs? How come these miracles are coming out of his life? Hallelujah. Someone say, that is my testimony. That is my story. I am a child of Abraham. Jesus died for me. And gave his life for me. And in the name of Jesus Christ... In the name of Jesus Christ, I have life. I have a divine destiny. And I fulfill my purpose. I want us to, I want us to, I want us to take some confessions this evening. Before we do that, just lift up your right hand and begin to pray in the language of the Holy Ghost. For one minute, I want you to pray out loud. Just begin to pray out loud. Lebro coscoto mandele grabo zarabo scandele brodobos e kataya baya lebrodobos cante mando sutali gradabataya le cosco prodobos shatare boroconto mande kedebos. Father, your word says that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. Lebroko, Shande Lebroko, Sandabaya Leproko, Sigredebo, Shigra de Lebroto, Sandelebaya. In Jesus' name we pray. You can put your hand down and as the elements are being served, I want you to, you know, keep praying in the language of the Holy Ghost. When you have the cup in your hand and the bread, Alright, I want you to keep praying, you know, uh, in the language of the Holy Ghost. Just keep praying. Don't take the bread or the wine yet. Just keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. You can keep saying it under your breath. I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm the seed of Abraham. I'm a star in my generation. In the name of Jesus, my story is different. The light of God is shining on me. I'm a star in the name of Jesus. The glory of God is shining on me. I arise and I shine. My light is come because I'm the seed of Abraham. When you say that, then you begin to pray in the language of the Holy Ghost. Say, I'm, the, I'm a light in my generation. I'm a light to the coming generations. I do not walk in darkness. I have the light of life. I have the light of life. 
I'm a child of God. I'm filled with the knowledge of his will. I'm walking in authority. I'm walking in prosperity. I have the name of Jesus. Libro Koske, my name is written in the book of life. My eyes are open to see what God is doing. My ears are open to hear what God is showing me. The Bible says, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Say, I'm an overcomer. When you say these words, begin to pray in the language of the Holy Ghost again. I see my star shining. It's a citywide shining. It's a nationwide shining. It's an international shining. It's a transcontinental shining. It's a transgenerational shining. My life is not ordinary. I confess that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And therefore, I'm a supernatural being. I walk in the supernatural. In Jesus' name we pray. You can take the bread right now. You can just take it and just drink the cup. All right. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your holy name. If you, if you have a free hand, lift up that your right hand one more time. And just say, thank you, Father. Say it again. Say, thank you, Father. Blessed be your name forevermore. Say, thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for grace. Say, from this day forward, I have the life of God and I walk in the light of God. I arise and I shine to the glory of your name. Say it again. Say thank you, Father. For in Jesus' name we pray. Can someone shout a loud amen? amen. Hallelujah. Well, that's the word of God for tonight. I don't know if everyone has had communion. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Touring Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.